Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the show that never ends. This is Sports Society. We're coming back at you um, with another episode. This is Monday, uh, the Monday pod. I'm having nobody on today. I couldn't really get anybody on. I've been really busy, you know, last night, this weekend, and then this morning especially. I have some assignments to do and so forth. So it's just a sports update today. Next week, we will be back at you with our regularly scheduled Monday at noon podcast. That hasn't happened for a little bit. We've been doing two a week, so been pretty blessed to be able to do that. But we're moving back to one after, uh, you know, after some some things I got to do. Anyway, I, I, I rewatched the podcast. I guess it was last podcast, the Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts deal. And uh, I realized how much I say um, and I'm going to try to work on that. I, I I really was bothering myself with the amount of times that I said um or uh. So I'm going to work on that. I can't promise that I'm going to be perfect. I know I've already said it a couple times on this podcast, but bear with me. Either way, we're going to move into the the rest of the stuff that we have for football which is a story, about, a funny story about a Chiefs fan, the Chiefs super fan, the wolf of the Chiefs kingdom, apparently. That's what he's called. 40,000 Twitter followers. Apparently he was young and successful, but I believe this was in Texas. He got caught stealing $150,000 from a bank after robbing the teller at gunpoint. So that's a pretty exciting development for Chiefs kingdom. He was apparently like a like a model Chiefs fan, like what, what Chiefs fans are supposed to look for. So going to have to run that by Chiefs fan Tate Zare, see what he thinks about it. But pretty, pretty crazy development. He actually was living in Chesterfield, Missouri, so that's pretty close to St. Louis where I'm from. And so that's that's kind of scary but also kind of funny that that he would – and also he, he robbed on, uh, on, on a bike. He, he rode around a bike instead of an actual car. And so he got caught two blocks away from the bank with $150,000. So that's all we really have left for NFL. Anything else football right now is just quarterback news, where a quarterback's going to go in the offseason. And I'm I'm anxious to see where Derek Carr goes, but way more anxious to see where Lamar Jackson goes. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers at all. Um, I, I don't. I don't pay any attention to him. I think he's in Tom Brady's stage right now to where he's, unless he goes to a contending team, he's not going to, to rise a team to um, for the ruins. And uh, he showed that with, with Green Bay. And so I don't expect him to go back to Green Bay, although it would be on brand for him. That's all I'm going to say about Aaron Rodgers. We move to the golf. I, I watched the golf extensively Saturday, a little bit previously but then I, I watched the ending on Sunday, and then whenever the leaders were at, like, hole three, I was watching them, too. And Tiger looked re—he looked inconsistent, but he looked really good at times. And it was really just his putting that was that was subpar at times. Other than that, his, his ball speed off the tee was up there with Rory. I think he outdrove Rory a few times, um, which Rory is pretty much the baseline of power. In, in the PGA, so it shows that Tiger still has it, for sure. 
he can he can drive with with the best of them and ball strike with the best of them. But you you would expect a guy like that of his age to be his putting would be his strong suit. But no, it's it's actually the 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 length that Tiger still has. But to to see him play well on on Sunday and then I I think he played really well Monday. Uh, all right, sat uh, Saturday just had a pretty bad day on Friday, so. Overall, a really good tournament from Tiger. He made the cut. That in itself is, is such an accomplishment for a guy that's been through what he has. <laughs> Oof. And so so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move to John Rahm. John Rahm is head and shoulders the best golf player in the entire world right now. Only guy that's even close is Scotty Scheffler, and then anybody the only person who's close to him is Max Homa. Max Homa obviously was in it at the end. He hit the pin. Almost chipped in to to make it a one uh, a one stroke lead, but Rom two putted, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Rom just showed that um, he showed this this week and in this tournament that no matter what's happening below him, whether it's Homa um, getting hot, whether it's Cantley getting hot and getting on their tails. Rom is unfazed by that, and Rom is a professional player that's here to stay. He's he's a fantastic ball striker, previous world number one, and now still the world number one. And I think he's playing exceptional golf. It's really fun to watch John Rom play. His moves really interesting, really short backswing, quick backswing, but it, it's very consistent and it works for him. And to see John Rom win after him playing with good good especially it's the uh, good good effect all over again so yeah I really wanted I was pulling for Max Homa if you're watching with me I I love Max Homa Max Homa did a video with Bob does sports and it's a really fantastic watch you should go watch that Max Homa was just a class act really nice guy and he showed that after when he said you know I was I was playing great but John Rahm's the best player in the world and um, yeah I think it's I think it's really Really, uh, something to recognize your competitor as as just the better player that day, and and John Rom was head and shoulders. But that being said, I, I watched the the new golf show Full Swing. Um, I haven't finished it. I watched the first f- four or five episodes. It it was tremendous. It's a really great watch. E- even if you aren't into golf, I'd say give it a try. Um, and, and it could it could interest you in it because it shows a side to the guys that you don't normally see. You don't see these guys throwing back beers and, and playing shirtless and shoeless rounds like you saw from Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas. Like these guys have fun with their friends. It's like this is what they do and then and then to go out on the world stage and with all the pressure on you hit golf shots and make putts. Uh, week in and week out. It's it made me respect the PGA tour so much more. The first episode with Justin Thomas, um, it was like it had me almost in tears. What 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 um, what they had with Justin Thomas? So go 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 give it a watch for sure. I think it shows also like golf has a stigma of being boring. Um, go watch that, and, and I think it might change your perspective. It really might. I, I really liked it. So great job by Netflix on the full swing episode. That being said, I really have no no much not much more to say about the Genesis Invitational. Um, 
other than Justin Thomas said that Riviera, the course they were playing, is actually like one of his favorites on tour to play. So, yeah, yeah, we so great golf segment. Honestly, I, I think that's pretty much all we have in golf right now. Um, Tiger moves the pen whenever Tiger plays. It's it's a big deal. The PGA just keeps posting about it. So, so to have Tiger back is awesome. To see him playing a non-major is really interesting and. I just like having them out there. It's something to watch other than the guys in the league that are really trying really hard to win. We move to hockey, okay? And hockey is something I haven't done a lot of, lot of on the show, but I'm going to move into it some more. Not necessarily for the Blues because of this trade that they just made. Trades they just made, uh, plural. The first one was us trading Vladimir Tarasenko. If you're a Blues fan, or even if you're not a Blues fan, you're probably aware of Vladimir Tarasenko. He's a upper echelon goal scorer who has been playing with the Blues for forever. Um, he's, he's, been, he's been with us for a really long time. And we just decided to trade him. Who we traded him to? We traded him to the Rangers. He's with the Rangers now. And we got forward Sammy Blaze. Defensive prospect Hunter Skinner, a conditional first-round pick in the 2023 draft, and a fourth-round pick in the 2024 draft. So the fourth-round pick doesn't really matter. The first round is a big deal. Reason being, the 2023 class is apparently the best class that, that we've had since 2015, uh, which is Connor McDavid's class. So there's a lot of a lot of talent to pick from. I think that pit, that trade and this O'Reilly trade that we just made as well is going to set us up really nicely for the future of the uh, the NHL. I, I really like the Tarasenko trade. In my mind as a Blues fan, he's been gone for a couple of years. I said that to Ryan Tim, one of my buddies, when we were talking about it, but he's been gone for a while for me. It's it's no disrespect to him, but it's just like he had our, his time with us, and now it's time to move on. And I'm I'm excited for what he's going to do with the Rangers, and I'm excited for what these guys that we've brought in and that we're going to bring in are going to do for us. And we move to the O'Reilly pick. So we trade O'Reilly, and we get a 2023 first-round pick, a 2023 third-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick, and... Forward, Mikhail Abramov, Abramov, and forward Adam Gaudet. I'm sorry if I'm um, botching that, but those guys. I mean, I've never heard of those guys in my entire life. I'm going to be honest. If if you're a hockey fan, feel free to come at me. I don't care. I don't know those guys, but but the the picks again. It's just like we're kind of taking the Oklahoma City Thunder approach to where we're just secure in our future and we're. We're going to bring in a lot of young talent, and I'm excited because we've got Kairou. Um, we've got Kairou going into his prime. Kairou's my favorite player right now in the Blues, and I think I think it could result in something that, that becomes so, somewhat of a dynasty for the Blues. I think we're going to really build off of this, and I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to move to college basketball. Just a little short segment on college basketball. Uh, Mizzou dropped another game. This time to Texas A&M. Um, it's still, 
a question mark whether we get into the tournament or not. Only because we would have to like lose out. I don't think that will happen. I think we're going to win at least one of the last games and, and end up getting in. I think we're going to be an 8 or a 9 seed. I think we should be a 7 seed, but we won't because we haven't been playing very well. But the the three-point shooting has been atrocious. It's been, It was really bad in the Auburn game, and it was also pretty bad in, in this last game. I can pull up the stats real quick, but it looks like we're not really playing together right now. If you're watching the games, you'd know it's been pretty tough for us to, to score. And, uh, yeah, let me pull up these. All right. So, our stats for the 2022 season totals. Missouri Tigers stats. It's just uh it's just tough, man. The Aggies complete the season sleep, they beat us twice. It it's uh it's one of those things where I just uh I, I really hate to to see games like this that are so winnable. This one and Auburn, so winnable. Both Auburn and Texas A&M, by the way, sleeper, really good teams. Uh, we're not going to take all the credit away from them, but it. let's see, team stats. Here we go. All right. So our field goal percentage was 39. We were 20 for, uh, 20 for 51. That's horrible. That is a really, really bad percentage. To be fair, A&M shot 44%, so that's also no good. Uh, 34% from three, that's not going to cut it. That's not good at all. Nine for 26. Uh, 68% free throw percentage, that's horrendous. That's really, really bad. If we have those five free throws, it's a game. It's a, I mean, you know, it's a four-point game that we miss. Their free throw percentage was 90. So it's just another game of, of inferior shooting to our opponent, and we're a shooting team, and we can never win games like that. We can never win games like that. So that's my bit on the Mizzou Tigers football, or not football, basketball, sorry. But for football, I'm excited for, for the football. Other than that, I'm not going to stretch this out any longer than it needs to be, guys. There, there hasn't been much for sports. I'll talk about the NBA briefly. The NBA has its skills challenges. I don't know who won the three-point contest, and I don't care. I only know who won the dunk contest because year after year, that's the only event that matters in the entire thing. the The draft was a little bit was funny. It was the way they did it this year was weird, though. How you had to do the reserves first. The reason that it's weird is because, although you are like making it better for the guy that was last, the last reserve picked is still the worst player. Like head and shoulders, the worst player. So, it was funny. It's another LeBron and Giannis draft, and we've seen so many of those. And year after year, it's it's always a good game. So I think Jason Tatum uh, set some sort of Kobe, some sort of uh, Kobe record, which was All Star game points. I don't care about that. Nobody plays defense in this game. 
And I don't care about the All-Star break. I, I It just means a, a break from NBA basketball, which is something I hate because NBA basketball, I, I don't watch the games, although like most of the games I don't watch live. I'm always looking at highlights. I'm always looking at the standings, which team is doing what. And I hate the break. I think they should do it earlier in the season because we've already played almost all the games. Um, I, I would really, I really wish it was like ha- halfway through the season type of thing. Either way, Mac McClung won the dunk contest. This is significant for two separate reasons. Okay, reason one is Mac McClung used to be my hero, literal hero. I, I watched him almost every single day religiously in in math class in middle school. Um, Mac is just like. He was that guy in, in high school. If you if you want to go to like Ball's life, go back and look at his games. It's it's really tremendous. It's his highlights are are really second to none. Maybe Zion's, but those are the two kings of high school basketball, in my opinion. Feel free to come at me with other suggestions of who you think uh, else could be in there. I think you could go like you could go Jalen Green. You could go Josh Christopher. You could go all these guys, Mikey Williams for for high school basketball. But the OG goat to me is Mac McClung. His games were legit, and and to see him show out, and and do that five forty was insane. It was insane, and and everybody who knows Mac knew that he had that in him. He had that star capability in him. So we can pull that dunk up real quick. And it was, he put on some sort of jersey to do it. Which one is it? I'll just pull up this NBA video. It, it was, uh, so he takes the ball. He's got some sort of Philly jersey on, and he takes the ball. He does one spin, and then he goes like 180 again, and then dunks it. Reverse jam. You know, okay, so here's one of them. This one was in this one was the most impressive one to me. Because if you look at the replay, this guy, Trey Murphy, I think he was dunking against. I didn't know who that was until the dunk contest. Call me a casual. I don't care. So Giannis is obviously impressed. Let's see them show this again. Yeah, right here. They'll show it right here. So he takes it, pump. And then he goes. That is so impressive to me, the hang time to do that. Uh, so, obviously, Mac did that. And then, where was his very last one? I mean, I guess they're just not going to show it. It, it, was, it was a dunk contest for me that was, like, actually entertaining. And, and a time where there hasn't been an entertaining one in a while. There really hasn't. So, good for the NBA, I guess, for that. But I'm glad basketball will finally be back. I don't know which team won the All-Star game. I don't care because the All-Star game is pretty much ruined in all sports. The only one that's like it's like okay in now is the the NFL challenges are fun and it's after the season, so um, or before the Super Bowl, sorry. But the I wish they did like a golf All-Star thing. That would be cool. I wish they did some some sort of thing like that. But yeah, guys. I mean, that's all I really have. I, like I said, I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna stretch this out any longer. It doesn't need to be any longer than this. Thank you guys for listening. This was another episode of Sports Society. I hope you guys enjoyed.
again, sorry I don't have anybody on, but, but there really was nothing much to talk about. As the week progresses, I expect there to be more to happen in the sports world. So, so stay tuned to all the socials. I'll post them on the link below. And uh, yeah, guys, this is the show that never ends, Sports Society. And thanks for listening.